Isadadeen, how was your how was your week, bro? Yeah, man, my week was calm. I'm I'm trying to build up some artwork in my room at the moment, as you can see. <laughs> behind Ezra, you can see um you can see some red artwork here that looks really small. And I actually ordered it to be like A3 size. But when I found it, it was that small. The annoying thing is it looks nice, but it's so small that I can't even use it. So now oh, it's just bro. now it's just <laughs> chilling. <laughs> it looks like a bow's car, doesn't it? <laughs> so now it's just chilling. But that's what I'm trying to do at the moment because my room is very plain. Other than the, the the world map, it's very plain. So I'm trying to trying to do that at the moment, man. Nah, it's it sit there very well right next to the world map. <laughs> like. Yeah, but yeah. And but then I can't use the whiteboard, so yeah, man. What about you? How's your week, Soleil, man? Week was good. Just working, chilling, trying to go gym. 2020 knew me. Um, uh. Well, just yeah, I went to go watch a film actually recently. I went to go watch 1917. Um, it was a film in cinema. It was very good. I'm really into like um, films about military history and war. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed yeah. watching it. But yeah, yeah that's enough you, about that me though. Yeah. Should we get into the into the conversation? Yeah, we got a very special individual in the room today, man. Would you like to introduce yourself? Oh yeah, like <laughs> Ezra. Happy to be here. Jump on a wave after work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Me and Ezra go go very way back, man. I'm sure you you'll get that as the conversation unfolds. I feel like we should just clarify now. Like, how do you two even know each other? Like, what like what was the what was uh, our connection to Ezra? Sadadine, explain. So yeah, so Ezra, me and Ezra went to the same secondary school. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I first heard him. I remember when I first heard of him. Yeah, everyone used to kick ball in the playground. And it used to be year sevens versus year eights. And so there was a couple there was a couple year sevens noteworthy to the year eights in terms of football. Like, oh, watch out for this guy, he's a baller. And I remember hearing this guy's name all the time, innit? So I was like, okay, Ezra, yeah, let me see what this guy's got. <laughs> so I remember, yeah, I came I came um to the playground, I saw him, I was like, all right, he's actually a baller. So that's kind of how our relationship yeah, developed. It was through football and I the think That's what I heard of you as well. So I remember people were like, oh, this guy's Sunny D, isn't it? Yeah. And I remember saying, who's that? Like, it sounded like Sunny D, you know? Like, Sunny D. I remember I was calling Sunny D for time, minute. it? And I was like, nah, it's just like the competition thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm the best in the year. I'm the best in the year. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's funny because that kind of competition, I would say it kind of, um, like, it kind of summarizes or is that like part of our part of our friendship man a big part of, i would say like we always try to yeah, compete yeah. in a friendly way like ah like throughout whether uh, it's academics or sports or whatever so <laughs> but the real question is bro can you confirm if um ezra's a baller or not bro ezra's ezra uh, is one of the best ballers <laughs> that i've ever played with honestly like this guy any club i mean he's either yeah, played against them or played for them or whatever so. <laughs> When he's on form, yeah, man. So that's 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 Ezra, man. Should we get into yeah. the story? Let's go, man. Cool. So Ezra, let's start with start at the beginning. So what's one of your earliest memories growing up? Oh, no, my first day is like the school in Manchester, isn't it? I didn't know I was speaking English. You know, you're just shy and you're like, your teacher introduces you like, how have you got a new person joining us in the class? And like, you know, back in the days, like in those years, you're sitting on the carpet. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, and I noticed I was the only black kid there, like from that early age, innit? And I remember I sitting next to this girl, like she was like ginger. And she, like I sat down next to her and she was like, I'm not sitting next to him. And Whoa. I'm thinking like, like, what do I say? Kind of thing, innit? <laughs> Obviously, I started learning English and I just remember that stuck in my head for time and mm. I started learning English. And I was like, yeah. And then someone told me, yeah, you should call it Ginger Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you Ginger Ninja. <laughs> and I didn't know what it meant. Four no, years later. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah, then, and, and the yeah. hunt for that girl continues, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, but she's cool though. Shout out to her. Like, I don't know, shout out to her. But I remember, but that's like the earliest memory I have in it in the UK. But then man. we moved uh, to London. Like, majority, all my family's in London. Like, most of them in London now. Okay. So most of my life in London. Uh, lived in Stratton for a bit. 
So I kind of like moved around for I was in Stratham. Then uh, after a couple of years, we moved to Battersea and then now to Putney, which is most of my life spent in Putney. And then, yeah, then went Ashcroft for secondary school. Okay, so I met this guy here. <laughs> that's it. Let's talk about yeah. secondary school. This is going to be a significant yeah, segment of this conversation. Yeah, bro. So what was, what was like, what was secondary school for, like for you, man? When someone said secondary school, what kind of things come to come to mind? I just remember like when th- that transition from primary school to secondary school at the time it just felt huge in it you're just thinking oh my god like i'm big now i can like, i can go cinema with my friends it's a big like especially yeah. like mufti day when you get to wear yeah. like, i just remember like you're like oh what am i gonna wear i need to yeah. what was the thing in our year because i remember it was it was g star or jeans and a yeah. ralphie it yeah, like, rough, yeah, yeah, and it didn't matter. I remember, like, if you find <laughs> if you find something that was cheap, it, yeah? yeah, like a designer brand that was cheap, it don't matter what size it is. What color? What size? As long as the horse is potent, yeah, it's there, it's showing. Trust me, I used yeah. to share clothes with my best friend as well. Like, I don't know if you lot did that share with your older yeah, brothers. And yeah, yeah, bro. bro. So, so many <laughs> times. Bro. I just remember. I'm, uh, remember we went to that shop. Yeah, what it's called, Dynasty. Dynasty, bro. This place was so lit. Nah, man, it's like a Chiswick. Chiswick. My sports dimension. Nah, nah. Oh, bro, this was. Bro, I remember when we discovered this shot. It was like the most exclusive. It's like, bro, let's keep this between us. This I think it was, not it? We used to be like, uh, when we used to go to the shop, when people ask us, oh, where are you going? You'd be like, uh, I'm, I'm going to get bought. I'm going to get bought. It's like some like secret service operation. Like, it was so bro, mad. And it's on the high street. It's not even like, it's a secret, bro. It's on the high street. But like, listen, this is a madness. This is a drop, uh, like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that was so like. <laughs> I, secondary school was actually like I enjoyed it a lot. It was sick. Like you, I met so many people that like I'm still friends with to mm. to this day. Mm. Um, but I think I used to like I suddenly said like I used to play football quite a bit, and then I thought like that's what I was gonna do. Like all my focus was on that. Mm. I didn't really apart from football when it came when it came to education and anything like I was I was able to keep up and I was able to do the work, but I was just only focused on media stuff. Like, I didn't really care like, mm. like what's the plan after this. Like yeah. football was gonna like it's gonna blow up, and that's what I was gonna do. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, yeah, yeah. So. I remember like one thing I would say about Ezier is that he had ma- he had like an admirable amount of self belief, like from young in both like the sports stuff and the academia. Because in terms of sport, I remember this guy was like, "Bro, I want to, I want to play, I want to play for Manchester United Academy." Like he would be scouted by academies and they'll try and shout him. So like professional football clubs, he would be like, "Now nah, I want to play for Manchester United." Like he was like, "I'm just gonna go to the top." And in the same way, in terms of academia, even though that wasn't, it was clear like that wasn't his priority. It was more football. I remember one time the teacher, and we just spoke about it briefly, like a teacher, he put him in a set that he felt like he didn't, he deserved to be in a higher set. And we had a brand new head teacher, yeah? And everyone was shook with this head teacher. <laughs> and he's like, nah, bro, I'm going straight to the, that head teacher and telling him, I'm complaining, like, I shouldn't be in the set, I should be in a higher set. I remember him telling me this in the playground, didn't I? I was like, this guy's on job, like, because he's the only one that cared, like, most of our friends, we don't really care about them ones, innit? It's like, whatever, yeah, like, man. set as a set. Bro, but I'm interested in where that came from. Like, was it your parents? Was it your family, kind of, the culture in the yeah, household? Yeah, I think, like, my mum was, when it came to education, like, she was on it, like, as, like, as much as anything, and I just—I remember like we—I'll have an English exam, and she'd be like, "Do you need a protractor?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no are you sure? Are you sure?" Like, when it came to education, like she was on job, so uh, I think it's so like funny. that backing uh, from my mum, and like just yeah. even though like at the time like education it, for me wasn't as important, like cause like focus on football and stuff. Yeah, I just knew I couldn't come home with anything less than this, and mm. you, you know what I mean. So because of that, I think that's that's why uh, that drive in education kind of started. What, what mm. was your f- like? What was your mum's kind of um, what was your mum's opinion about your journey through football? Did she was, did that yeah. receive well with her? 
Yeah, like it was, it was, it was kind of like you can do it, but make sure like this thing here as well, like uh, mm. uh, you're you're focused on that. Uh, but you know, like from I think like African parents, like, mm. uh, and I think uh, Asian parents as well, you can relate. Just like education is a must, like it's the must. biggest thing, and I think that comes because maybe they didn't have the same opportunities that we had, mm. and uh, and like football or anything that's not academic related mm. kind of feels like a gamble. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I think that's uh, that's why they have that drive, and most parents try. We'll push it on to you. So, how how did that balance between uh, acad- like academics and football change as you went from like year seven to year eight to year nine, year ten? 11? Yeah, I feel like the late it got on, like because you mentioned before, like you like, oh, I was always driven. Like, I'm gonna play for Man United. I'm yeah. gonna play for like these top top clubs. And I think like looking back now in hindsight, I think that was my downfall potentially because like mm. the ego, mm. the ego of it all. Because like I said, I wasn't. I was only focused on the immediate thing. Like, mm. I wanted to do like the biggest thing now. Mm. I didn't think about okay, let me start here. Like maybe mm. it's not good. It's not where I want to be. Ideally, yeah. but let me work on it and then like progress and in the future it can be there. And then with a lot of things, like it took time for me to learn this. But you needed a plan. Mm. Like you can't just do everything now. And then before it's like I'll I'll get into a situation of like, oh, can I do this? Yeah. Like, that's what I want to do. And be like, oh, not now. I'm like, okay on to the next one like, yeah. gonna, you know what I mean so I think going through the years like for year 7 to year 8 to year 9 and then eventually to like 6th form that's when like, it hit me like wow like I had these many opportunities I just like turned down mm. or didn't give it my all because yeah. it wasn't what I wanted to be from get go mm. yeah. so I think that was my biggest lesson like throughout uh, early years of the uh, of secondary school yeah. then, uh, especially in 6th form because I remember one example that illustrates this is you had a contract for a football club yeah. and then another football club was like don't sign it we'll sign you and they were like high, a bit higher ranking yeah. but that could have been like a professional con- like a, a, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. schoolboy contract yeah yeah so um, like, to elaborate on yeah. that story was um, like this from early on like from like year 8 and uh, stuff there was, a, there was this football club they were like in league 1 at the time they offered me a contract like we'll, we'll sign you right now but I was like league 1 like, yeah. oh, like mm. I knew people that I was like playing at <laughs> Chelsea and stuff and yeah, I'm like, I'm, like put, comparing myself to these yeah. people of course of course so uh and i was like okay yeah i'll take the contract but i'm not gonna sign it. i'm not gonna sign it and yeah. then i went on trial to these uh to this premiership club and then they were like yeah we'll sign you we'll sign you mm. but then they wasn't giving me the contract and yeah. then obviously did, and it got up to like year 11 where yeah. it came to the to the crossroads either you're going sixth form or you're taking yeah. a scholarship because when you take a scholarship it's mm. full-time football there's no education it's just you're getting paid to do it mm. and i was like i'm not gonna okay i'm going i'm going back i'm going to the league one team now like let's mm. do a dice i need to do it and then went there, then a couple months down the line, mm. the owner of the club couldn't fund the academy oh, anymore. Yeah. So it was just literally the, the first team in reserves that got kept and the whole academy got cut. What? And I think that was the biggest thing I had to swallow. I was just like, wow, yeah. like after all these years, after all yeah. this grind, I was just like, this is what it is. And I remember like, because I think that uh, bled into my first year of sixth form. Mm. I didn't care about anything. Like, <laughs> honestly, I did not care about anything. Mm. I, like literally, I used to wake up and go to school and be like, I don't care. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. care. Like, and then there's kind of like, you know, kind of bit of you is like, I was going to be bad for the sake of it. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Because like, that's what it used to be. It used to be, yeah. you didn't really adjust to it. Adjust yeah. to that. And six for me, it was like cool to be a bit bad or like be a bit naughty and stuff in it. And then because I think of the, 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 the disappointment of the football not coming to fruition, I was mm. just like, you know, like, oftentimes we hear that quote, like comparison is the thief of joy. And it's you mentioned like comparing. Yeah. You got you got opportunity to play for League One club. Yeah. Which is sick in itself. Yeah. But then you had friends, and I remember these friends that would play for like Premier League yeah. clubs, and and you might see them on like at the back of some newspaper or, or like mentioned in a sports column and yeah. things like that, and you just think, raw like how come I'm not where yeah, they are? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And you start measuring yourself, and I think oftentimes that is one of the biggest killers of 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 any feeling Progress. of like contentment 100%. or happiness. 100%. 
or even and, and pro or progress like thinking oh i should have been yeah where this person is why aren't why am i why are they there why am i here i think you learn that when you like through life like experiences that's when you start to to realize these things because really and truly when you like when you when you look at it as like are you doing it for you or are you doing it for people because mm. like what is the if you're doing it for yourself then why does the comparison matter mm. you know what i mean if you're content with yourself and what your journey is and what mm. your plan is yeah. then what does it matter if uh, so said is at this uh, level in his career mm. and you're just here at the moment because mm. it doesn't matter at the end of the day if you're content with your own plan and your own journey yeah but i think when you're young like you ca you care about those things you care about what people say like yeah, oh man. there's this person here that's doing this and mm. you're not in the talk so you're like oh i need to be in the talk mm. or like mm. you know what i mean that's so what it was. you know what i feel like so you, you just said that when you're young you're more kind of vulnerable to be victim yeah. of this kind of compa comparison game for sure. but like for me like status seeking is like a lifelong battle like yeah. everything you do what, what what kind of what degree you choose what yeah. uni you go to what career that you end up pursuing yeah. to some extent you, some some people might argue that you're trying to I mean, like, play the game. Like, even amongst your family members, like, yeah. if you're not a doctor, lawyer, engineer, yeah, like, you're right. not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not kind of accepted. So not choosing that League One team might have been your biggest regret when you were young. Yeah. But the lesson you learned from it was um, the importance of planning. Because yeah. that's what you said, right? Yeah, Can sure. you elaborate on that? Like, what do you mean by planning? Yeah, so I think, and I think this clicked for me when I went into um, my second year of sixth form is when I realised like what what do you want to achieve from life is it like because you need you need to think about the end goal but then after that you need like this that's, that's a gap right like you're here but then the end goal is here like what's in between that you need to think how you achieve that mm. and i think i realized that in sixth form because there was this one teacher called uh miss andrews like shout out to her because like she she was the one that kind of like drilled this into me like I was, she, she asked me what do you want to do and i was like i want to go into investment banking and I, she was like okay how are you going to do it and i was like i'll, I'll just get i'll just get good grades she goes okay like okay then like so like there's a there's a hundred other people that are gonna have good grades like what are you gonna do like what's your plan like, she actually said that what's your plan i was thinking and she's like oh, her, i think her husband at the time worked at uh one of the top investment banks and then she used to like talk to him and like give me some uh, f uh information from him like how to proceed and stuff and i think from her uh that's when i started to like okay what can i do i started googling like internships mm -hmm. uh like any sort of experiences i can do like make those connections early and then like, that's the things that kind of like get the sno uh, snowball rolling mm -hmm. and so i feel so mm -hmm. and i think we talked about this earlier before the podcast started that you you was talking about like the influences that teachers have mm -hmm. and i think that's so important because you don't realize it i think Maybe when you go to university and you see, you see the, the the differentiation between like state school and private school mm. and how much more clued up yeah. private school kids are mm. because they have this drilled into them from early. Definitely. But from going to university, what I realized is that the influence that teachers have is so fundamental. Like, I mean, there's, there's certain careers that is not, it's not okay to just clock in and clock out and do the bare minimum. Mm. And I think like, teaching is one of those because the influence you have like that this could be one day where you say one thing to one person and it can inspire yeah. them to like <laughs> like chase the world like trying to like yeah. be ambitious as as anything so yeah. true. or you could say one thing that's just gonna like just disadvantage them and like give them like no hope at all right mm. so i think like t like it is it, not understood enough in my opinion how important like the teaching in uh, career is yeah man they're so influential because you have this idea of labeling 
And I think in, in secondary school, that's when it sticks the most because you're there for five for years. Sure. So whatever label you get when you're year eight, that's going to stick that's with you for three years. And then it's like the teachers will talk in the staff room and they'll be like, and I've been I've been in staff rooms where it's that conversation has happened where the te- what what's that person like? Oh, no, they're yeah. whatever. And then that new teacher that hasn't even met you yet has got an idea about you. Mm, and right. then they're going to come to the classroom ready. Like yeah. they're ready for you. So when you say something, they're kicking you straight out because mm. they already know like I'm not really into like, the back yeah, and forth yeah, for this yeah. one. Let me just kick mm. them right out. I've got an interesting story on that topic about labeling and kind of stereotyping students as the I mean you're, you're the bad kid you're the good kid um there was a new teacher that came into my school in year 10 and I had built a reputation for myself from year 7 to year 9 as being a bit rebellious um but what this teacher did which which I feel like is so smart is on their first day their first ever lesson they um essentially asked every student how do you want me to teach or kind of what way of teaching or style of teaching works best for you um and I said to the teacher for me, just treat me, don't treat me like a kid. That's all I said. Don't treat me mm. like a kid and be honest with me and have kind of transparent um, transparent communication. And from that lesson, the, the teacher didn't treat me like a kid and I felt like that made an enormous difference in terms of my relationship with right. the teacher. So yeah. we've spoken about like how secondary school, how your mindset was. How do you think moving into sixth form now and like looking towards the future, yeah. what, did that, what, kind of, what kind of things were in your mind? I think it's just like life hit like you just realize because sixth form is short it's mm. only two years yeah, so it hits like okay after this you need to like what am I doing so like, I think like that kind of pressure just kind of put fire mm. underneath me is like I need I need to do I need to do well here because it's, it's a short period of time mm. to be able to successful and then, like I mentioned like I had a conversation uh, with my teacher about what I wanted to do I wanted to go into investment banking so um, I think it's just that drive that to, to achieve that and then the way she laid it out for me is like you need to do x y and z mm. to do it and i was like okay what's the best way for me to hit those goals mm. Mm. and then take that on board on myself and like give myself the yeah uh the responsibility to do that so mm. i actually like got to literally go online i remember i said i didn't have word i remember at this time that like, i had like some dead pc and i was like bro listen i'm gonna send you something by email put it on word and print out for me and come meet me in it it's like i had to send a cv to do this like goldman sachs uh it's like spring week kind of thing yeah, like, yeah. and i was just i was just like bro it's like, Liz, i need your help Liz, you come meet me in the morning with a cv i need it i remember so bro, like things yeah. like that just kind of like uh getting up and go like i remember bro do you know what's funny <laughs> on that laptop thing yeah i remember ezron was the first guy i've ever seen to have a, um, a mac and oh, bro, yeah. when he brought around the mat, it was a difference. I remember like everyone around, all the men that were around him, yeah, we started looking like, yo, like, what does that do? What does this do? Like, how come this is different? How come that's different? And he used to take, bro, the way he used to take care of it was like a baby fam. He used bro, to wrap I it. Remember, <laughs> I remember. It's because uh, we used to revise and carry yeah, together yeah, yeah, like yeah, six yeah. some days. And then I think my uncle used to um, work for MNS and they had like this like corporate discount thing with Apple to get fit. And then he managed to get me one. And I remember I was so glad. I was like, bro, like this is an Apple MacBook. And then I didn't have like a, a laptop case in it, so I used to wrap it in towel. In a towel. <laughs> oh I used to wrap it in a towel, put that it in my bag. Joke. I used to like treat that like that a baby. <laughs> but used to, you know like how you how you do a burrito, like bro. Yeah. Put it in, put it in, fold it, just slide it. You're doing the wrong, you're doing the And then slide it into yeah. his back. Um, <laughs> Uh, I remember I used to be like, bro, that's dead, man. I, I secretly, I wanted, but I was like, bro, that's dead. Like, how? Yeah. Why? Why, how, why do you scroll like that? Why yeah. do you have to scroll like this? He's like, nah, man, trust me, you can't get a virus. That's <laughs> that's you can't, can't get, get a virus. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, I don't get a virus. With all the all the things that you've learned throughout your experiences, what kind of things do you want to be doing more of? Like, what has life taught you that you want to solve? I think um, I want to I want to start embracing uh, like change like more openly, if that makes sense. As in, like, because at the moment. Like you just said it as well. Like you wanted to have the opportunity to like do a lot of um, like creative things, like uh, like branch out. 
And I think now moving forward, that's why I, I want to do some things. I feel like I've, I've given myself the excuse before, like, oh, I'm too busy or I don't have the time or I'm not uh, to do to do what my certain passions I have or like mm. certain creative things I want to do. And I feel like moving forward now, I think it's just like, like getting rid of those excuses and kind of like just grinding down and, be, and, mm. and uh, finding the time because you're not going to have as much time like you said now like in your when you're in this young years mm. to be able to do those things so i feel like to take advantage of those mm. and then uh uh yeah fulfill that hopefully in 2020 <laughs> like uh me and talking about right this quick for like <laughs> bro like for like bro. five years <laughs> i think we had like one meeting yeah. like, in the starbucks to like write a script for this like short film that we want to do yeah. and like literally it hasn't come up, like, the first place of time so we, we did a solid what one paragraph yeah or, like, whatever, um, like yeah but we're gonna write this script <laughs> Yeah, like so like I wanna, I used to, I, I did a little bit of acting before, like still kind of do like here and there, but yeah. I feel like trying to pick that up. Yeah. Uh, again, I think it's something I wanna do. You were, you were in the National Youth Theatre, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell so us uh, more about that. <laughs> it was, it was uh, the, his thing was on the newspaper. I remember reading it. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I remember reading that, taking a picture. Yeah, like, so, uh, I auditioned for the National Youth Theatre in my second year of sixth form, and uh, like for those I don't know, like the National Youth Theatre is just is that. Like the like the academy for like uh, uh, lack of a better word yeah. of that you of the national theatre mm. in London and it's just basically uh, you do like shows with them they, you do courses and stuff like that so I auditioned in my second year of sixth form I did like a two week like boot camp thing mm. and then and then uh, the year after I did a, a play with them mm. there and then it's like you have a membership until you're like twenty five or something mm. like that and you can they give you uh, opportunities to audition for uh, like industry work and also with mm. them as well there really so. But I've always, uh, I don't think I've taken the full uh, advantage of that opportunity I give. So mm. I think like, especially like in 2020 now, like mm. uh, hit that up more and then try to get involved uh, mm. back again as much as I can. What do, what do you enjoy about the theatre as someone that, that knows nothing about it? I think it's just like it, the creative aspect of it. Like it's been like I was involved in this or I, like, I produced this. And then when it actually comes into like production or like it's created and people see it and then you get that reaction, it's kind of like, like wow like okay like i built this up or i was involved in this and you get that like that gratification of like the hard work or what's something that you built and created from scratch is actually being reciprocated by people like well mm. i think that that's the that's the driver yeah. i remember one you know, time yeah. just like just to finish up and like you also like influence people yeah. like there's been times where like, i go to, i'll go watch a movie or or like watch a play or something about to ask you this, you know? and i'd be like like literally <laughs> for that like, it might be like a short period of time it might be for like an hour i'll be like you know what? Like from now on, <laughs> from now on, like we're gonna like do this. Well, yeah. On the road, though, like so yeah, yeah, yeah. Question in a second, yeah. Here, but what one film yeah. have you seen that really like like kind of you? Ooh. You mean that resonated yeah. with you because you appreciated the the directing and etc. Oh, I don't. Uh, that's a hard question, but I'll say that is like my favorite film. Like just at the top of my head, have you seen The Departed? Yeah. Oh. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. one. Oh, is like is that this uh, bad cop, good cop kind of? What's the bad guy's name in it again? What man, Damon? Nah, like yeah, but he's got a, he's got a name, and you find out at the end that his he was the oh, person. Yeah. Are you ruining it? Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. It's got like a yeah. Anyway, nah, why do you, why do you enjoy the departed? Because I remember like it had me gripped. Like I just remember thinking like you, and then when you come out of it, you're thinking like. Like, wow, someone just wrote this on paper and then filmed it and then it has this much mm. impact and like that. It just grabs you this much. I remember that, thinking mm. that. And then also I'll say, um, have you seen uh, the Silver Linings playbook? Yeah. That's a bit of a soft touch, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> a bit of a soft two touch, sides, you get two sides of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Because I, just remember, like, I, remember, like, that, that, I just remember appreciating that film like, so much. Ezrom, as someone that's in the in the world of work right now, me and Sadadine right. are studying. We're still students, but yeah. you're actually in the, in the world of work. Yeah. 
can you kind of tell us more about what you've learned so far um being in in the world of work and what you wish you knew at the beginning you, you hear this when you grow up but like mate like when they say like oh do something that you enjoy i think as that as you realize that when you get into work like uh, luckily for me now like uh, i'm in a team that uh, i enjoy the work and like, i enjoy the people i'm working with so i'm good but like there's times where you're just thinking like all of this to get to to get into this like, exclusive club mm. and then i don't even enjoy it. like what mm. was it what, you know what i mean so i think like yeah. for, once you're while you're at uni like yeah. you said like it gives you the time to explore yourself and like, find what you're interested in and mm. like, once you find that like run with it because uh, it's much better to be enjoying what you're doing than to to get somewhere that's like seen as exclusive mm. or uh, the thing to do but then you realize it's not as glamorous as you thought yeah when you get up yeah. that has a lot of weight coming from someone that's working in investment banking because yeah. for everyone like, a lot of people at cambridge like dream about being in the position yeah. you're in right now and you, you've just said that right which which mm. which says a lot what is success for you now like what does success look for like for you how would you define it i think success is to be to get to the to, to get to a position where one where i'm happy that uh with the situation i'm in like with the career i've got uh and two to, to change the living quality of my family mm. i think like that's a big uh motivation for me because i didn't come up from a uh, like the most advantaged uh background so to be able to because i got like loads of like young little cousins so i want to like be <laughs> able to loads. Like, yeah so i want to be able to like provide them with the opportunities that like of yeah. uh, like that i never have like, yeah. i'd ever had so like uh that I think is like one one of my biggest drivers, and two like if I'm able to achieve that and put my fa- put my family in a in a better situation, I think that's that's what that's what I'd be like. I'm yeah, successful. yeah, I think that's shared by a lot of people that, yeah. that kind of ambition and drive. And let me just uh, finish it uh, to wrap it off in a different <laughs> way to get you guys asking the last question. Like for like so after work, you got this podcast going. Like what's your like plan or what's your like goal for it? It's a platform as many inspirational and genuine people that we know yeah. and give them an opportunity to share their story so that others who watch the video can benefit from that story like like me and Sadadin know so many amazing people that if they had a YouTube channel if they had a podcast we'd listen to them yeah. so we just want to platform them so that others can kind of know them as much as we know them yeah wicked as man cheers man my brother thanks for having me <laughs> so if this is something that you thought was cool and you want to hear more about then feel free to subscribe to the youtube and watch us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify spotify and um, tiktok <laughs> <laughs> yeah man those three or four um but yeah and instagram page yeah follow oh, us yeah, on instagram. socials yeah, after work underscore uk